Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those visionaries who serve our communities by delivering products and services to their customers in better ways than they could have otherwise had. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet and create the jobs that feed more families than any other organization could ever hope to. We're diving into the dynamics of what makes these organizations thrive, what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Emerge Dynamics podcast. I am David Cusimano here with Eric. Hey. Eric And today we're going to do something a little bit different. We have been planning and continue to plan to keep most of our episodes more practical advice for managers of businesses without necessarily making our topics uh, related to current events. We're trying to make our episodes more... um, perpetual as far as their value. You can listen to an episode today or in three years and they're still very valuable. Today, however, we are going to do something a little bit different because there's a topic that is so big (laughs) and so (laughs) ominous. um, And we really believe business owners need to really think about how they are going to respond to this. And that is for anyone listening on June 23rd, It'd be no surprise to hear as June 23rd of 2022, uh, it will be no surprise to hear that the topic is inflation. And, and David, I think you were a voice crying in, in, in the wilderness uh, <laughs> not not too long ago um, about this very, very topic. And uh, I think a lot of the things that you said then uh, are coming to fruition now today. So uh, uh, thank you for being that voice in the wilderness. <laughs> And and I know you say you would probably say I hate to tell, tell you so. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to say I uh, I can see further into the future. I can't, but uh, <laughs> we we just uh, look at what's going on and try to draw conclusions, right? And so it, it is true. I mean, actually, I'm going to reference here an article I wrote from 13 months ago with advice saying, "Hey, the Federal Reserve is saying inflation is not an issue," um, but. I think it is, and what should a business owner do about it? That was essentially what the article was in a nutshell. And turns out the Federal Reserve was wrong. Inflation was an issue. Um, so let's we we could get really into why the Federal Reserve was wrong, why they might still be wrong today. Um, we're going to stay out of that conjecture for now. I think it is, uh, you know, an unavoidable fact, however, that they have greatly been wrong on their estimations of, for whatever reason, that's been the case on their estimations of what's going to happen with inflation. And we're, what is here, right? We could also dive into a lot of why is this happening? And there are lots of reasons why it's happening. Um, Maybe we can give 30 seconds on that because what our episode today is going to be about is more what do business owners do about it? Regardless right. of why right. it's happening, it's here. Right. If you're running a business, you've got to deal with this. So number one is, so we think about why it's happening. You know, there, there are a lot of things people are saying, right? It's the, uh, the war in Ukraine. 
And certainly that's exacerbating the effects. There's no question about that, right? It's the aftermath of COVID. I'm sure that's playing a role as well. Um, And certainly one thing that's starting to come out more and more um, in even even mainstream media is just that the money supply has just increased. Exploded. Exploded is... Probably the only word. Yeah, uh, it's it hasn't gone up percentage. <laughs> That's probably points. not even good enough. Exponential might not even capture it anymore, yeah. right? So um, you don't need to be an economist to see that you know quadrupling and then with plans to do even more, the money supply is going to have some kind of effect on the value of the dollar. So, um, but regardless of why it's here, who's at fault for getting it here? It's here, um, and I like to think of inflation. You know, really by technical economic definitions, inflation is an increase in the money supply. Traditionally, up until a couple of decades ago, that's how most people referred to it. Uh, today, people assume that inflation is an increase in prices. So during our discussion today, we may use those interchangeably, but right. just for um, the sake of my economic sanity, I'm, uh, you know, we're just trying to, uh, we, they, they are different things, right? But so when we say inflation is here, we talk about the increase in the cost of living. Right. Commonly measured by the CPI, I would say the CPI is probably not capturing all of the all of increases in cost of living that Americans are experiencing right now. We could go into that as well, but again, it's happening. I think all of us can probably give examples of something going up more than 8% in our, in right. our lives over the last year. Right. Uh, probably lots of things. Not very much of anything going down. No, not at all. No, that would, that would be great. I'm sure we could find an example, but there's not much. Right. So let's... Let's talk about what do we do about this? Um, you're a business owner, you're, you're managing or owning a business, and suddenly the cost of your inputs are going up and they're getting harder to get. And you know, some combination of those. So, um, Eric, I'll just reference what I wrote before, and then we can kind of use this as a launch off into what do, what do we do today? So, 13 yeah. months ago, the advice was. Hey, inflation's coming. If you've got major assets um, that you think you will need for your business and you have the cash with which to purchase some assets, maybe purchase more now than later because they could be saliently more expensive and harder to get later. Uh, Another thing was, number two was, if you have variable rate debt, this is a good time to do your best to convert it to fixed rate, Mm -hmm. right? Let's lock in these fixed rates before rates go up. And then number three was plan for a higher safety stock in inventory. Right. And the reason was, again, because if, when prices go up, especially if you've got inventory that ages over long periods of time, uh, you know, some businesses have inventory only there for a couple of days. Other businesses will have inventory that sits for months. Right. right? And so to the extent that you can buy before it gets more expensive, you give yourself a bit of a buffer. To the, to the inflation. And then in addition to that, as we know, when prices start going up, there's political reasons why people want to stop prices from going up, which causes shortages. Inventory can get harder to get. That was all the advice from 13 months ago. Um, today, we've seen, indeed, these price increases did happen. Yes. Things, they get harder to get. I would say that this advice is still good advice. Maybe we've missed a bit of the boat on converting your variable rate to fixed. Fixed rates today are much higher than they were 13 months ago. Uh, But it's just to the extent I think we can do these things, we probably still should if we're able, especially if we believe that there's more inflation to come, that we're not done. Um, This is still something that we should probably consider. 
So I think we should leave the listeners, Eric, with maybe that advice saying, hey, you probably missed part of the boat on following this advice, but it's still good advice if you can still do some of this stuff. But today, let's convert our eyes to what do we do now? It's happening. You're in the midst of it. Um, It's more monitoring, measurement, and strategy. That's correct. That's correct. Because take a step back real quick. You know, we talk about rates uh, as an example. You say, oh, maybe we missed the boat. But, you know. Let's, let's look back and say, you know, when rates were down at, even fixed rates were down at 3%, 3 4% for mm-hmm. uh, fixed rate debt, that is just incredibly low. Right. By historic Histor- standards. By historic standards. Correct. It's just, yes. That's just crazy low. Mm-hmm. And, and that has also exacerbated uh, the issue of demand and things of that nature. More, you know, easy money, you know, cheap money. You go out and you buy a lot of different things with that mm-hmm. cheap money. So, you know, now that we're getting back right now into these rates that are more in that, say, 5 to 6 7%, that's actually on a normalized right. basis historically. Mm-hmm. Pretty, that's pretty normal. That's pretty normal. Right. That's pretty mm-hmm. normal. So, uh, right. you know, we can keep that in, in perspective. A little sure. Bit. Yeah. So, so what do you do, Eric? If you're, uh, you're a business owner, prices are going up, your, your inputs, how do, how do you know if you were staying ahead of the game or not? Yeah, well, I, I think one of the things we could do is maybe kind of walk through an example of this, um, David. Uh, it's about what you said is is monitoring and then responding. Um, and in particular, you know, how do we respond to this from a pricing standpoint, our, our pricing of our products and services in an inflationary environment? So I'm going to throw out a, 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 a real simple uh, example of this. And so let, let's take as an example, um, you know, if, you're, uh, if your cost of goods are, say, $50 for a mm-hmm. particular product or service, mm-hmm. um, and we have typically been using a gross profit of 50%. So our revenue is $100. Right. $100 revenue, $50 cost of goods, $50 uh, gross profit, or 50% gross margin. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say our costs go up 10%. Right. Uh, that $50 in cost of goods goes up to $55. Right. So one response is that we could say, well, if our costs went up 10%, let's increase our revenue 10%. Right. If mm-hmm. we do that, then we're going to increase our revenue from $100 to $110. Right. Our costs went up from $50 to $55. Our gross profit is now $55. Uh-huh which on $110 in revenue is still a 50% margin. So we've maintained our margin, Mm -hmm. but our gross profit actually went up $5 in that example, right? So another way that we look at it is say, well, we're going to maintain our gross profit Mm -hmm. as opposed to the gross margin. So let's say, again, our costs go up $5 or 10%, so they're 55. We're going to then increase our revenue by that same five dollars, yep. so that's one hundred and five to cover the cost. To cover the cost, dollar for dollar, that one hundred and five less the fifty five gets us back to fifty dollars in gross profit. So we've protected our gross profit, we've not our gross, our gross margin. margin. Right. But our gross margin in that example goes down to a little bit, slightly less than forty eight percent. Right. Right. So we have a question in our mind: Is are we maintaining gross profit? Are we mm. are we maintaining gross margin? And I would venture to say, well, maybe it could be an answer somewhere in between. Right. Because let's go a step further than that. And, and can I interrupt just sure, for a second? Sure. So before we do that, let's let's talk about just real quick. You get, you have two scenarios. One is I protect gross profit. The other is I protect gross margin. Right. Right. And so I think 
I think what you're getting ready to tell, give us is a little bit more detail at the bottom, but on the surface, I know a lot of businesses are stopping there with their analysis. Yeah. Where's my gross profit? Is it, yeah. is it better, worse? How am I doing? Right. right. Um, and I think with your example, I think it highlights a couple of, so the answer is, well, which one is better? You know, you gave two scenarios. Is one better than the other? And my initial thought is that it might seem to say, well, let's just protect our gross profit because that way we're not really increasing our profit at all. Right. Because- Not pushing that on to- You don't have to to pass as much of this onto the consumers. Right. Right. So you can let your gross margin slip a bit and protect your gross profit. Right. Dollars. However, I would think the other scenario though is probably closer to more- where I would actually fall as far as giving someone guidance, because we have to remember that the people who are invested in this business are also themselves consumers, right? right? right. And they're going and buying groceries. And so they're, what you, they used to be able to buy for $50, they can no longer buy for $50. So to buy the exact same groceries and gas for their family and everything that $50 bought before, they need $55 today. Right to buy that exact same amount. Right. So really the 55 gets them neutral. But that's if we stop at gross profit. That's if we stop at gross profit because let's let's go a step further and say, all right, well, you know, our operating expenses, you know, gross margin is, is or gross profit is, is uh, our operating costs, you know, our operating mm-hmm. revenues versus our operating costs. Now we get in, or, or that's our, our cost of sales. Now we get into, we have operating costs as well. Well, mm-hmm. guess what, if they go up, 10%, which is kind of speaking to the same thing. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, th- these are just costs within the business in, in addition, not, not just your take-home pay uh, and, and the cost as a consumer that you're experiencing, the cost increases that you're experiencing. But let's just say our operating expenses on that same $50 in gross profit was, say, $25 uh, in operating expenses. Well, that originally would have left you with $25 in operating uh, margin, Right. Um, well, again, if we went through that same process of increasing by 10%, both the revenue and the, uh, and the expense, and our operating expenses then go up 10%, if you do all the math there, our operating income becomes, instead of $25, $27.50. Mm-hmm. So we actually increase our operating income by doing it that way. Right. And you know what I'm thinking as we're doing this? We increase our operating income, but by how much? By 10%. 10%. Right. Right. Because yeah. we keep it, if we keep all of our increases right. at a 10% level, mm-hmm. both revenue and expenses, then we will, the way the math works, right. is we will be increasing our overall operating profit by 10%. By 10%. Right. So, right. Whereas in that last example, where we said we were going to maintain gross profit, not gross margin, but gross mm-hmm. profit. Well, guess what? If our operating expenses go up again by that 10%, our operating income now got reduced by 10%. Down. Down, right. and we're now at 22.5%. So we, right. we've not only not been able to maintain, we've lost. We've fallen behind. We've fallen behind. Right. And as to your point, not only we're, we're, we're continuing to fall behind because that that then that operating profit that's available to us for distribution to the shareholder, for them mm-hmm. to be using as consumers. Well, yeah. we know they're 
their costs just went up 10% as well. And so it's a, it's a, it's a double losing. Right. Absolutely. So I think what, what I'm getting from this is maybe the beginnings of how, how do I start monitoring? How am I doing with keeping up? Yes. With cost increases. Yes. So, I mean, first thing we got to do is we, you know, you got to take your base, you know, where have you been? Then you got to say, okay, what's happening right now? As, as, as costs are changing, costs are increasing, and I'm modifying my pricing, how is that impacting my overall gross profit, gross mm-hmm. margin, uh, operating income? And we have to keep in mind that if that operating profit ultimately is going to keep pace with the inflation, then right. it actually has to go up enough yeah. to cover what, you know, after distributions, I'm experiencing as a consumer, as a right, business right. owner, as a consumer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this, I think, starts to give us, if I put myself in the manager or the owner's shoes, I now have a way to think about this a bit more as far as, am I raising my prices enough and am I, you know, how am I doing? And I think this starts to, you know, there's a lot of noise out there by people saying, well, these, these businesses are just being greedy, right? <laughs> They're just taking this opportunity to push more money, uh, push price increases out there. Uh, that, that may be the case. I'm sure we could find an example of that somewhere. Uh, but a lot of times we're seeing an example here where businesses just to keep up, not necessarily to get further ahead, just to keep up, they have to raise the price, Yeah. Right. Um, just to, just to stay where they were. And, and what do we say though about raising your price versus other people raising their prices? And well, cause there's been a lot of yeah, yeah. Pe- businesses reluctant to raise prices. And, and we see the PPI increasing more than the CPI. Cause right. actually it's been the opposite of what a lot of people are saying. I think what's happening is the businesses are getting squeezed because prices are going up on the business. Their inputs are going up and they're very hesitant to raise their price right? because they're scared that the consumer is going to get upset yeah. and go to their competition. Yeah, and I, I would say there, David, is, is that I would caution us, any business owner, to be hyper-focused on price because price, if price is your only competitive advantage, then mm-hmm. that's not good. That's right. <laughs> and we talk a lot about that, you know, from a planning standpoint is, is differentiating ourselves and, and truly understanding what our value proposition is to our customers and being able to yes. to to market and focus and and rely on on that first and foremost prices is really you know you've got to have some balance there and that there is a check and balance with with price uh, overall in the marketplace but you need to be really mostly focused on the value proposition, because there could very well be, if you focus on that, there could be that situation where in the past you've underpriced your your product or service because mm-hmm. you've undervalued it, right. uh, and there's greater value in it right. than than what you even thought. Right. Uh, and so I, I think when you when you do that, and you, you know, it's it, again, we've got to we've got to understand that in today's environment, price is a big factor. Uh, and it's on everybody's mind and, and everything else. Like, so we can't ignore it. Um, we have to monitor, you know, with, with keeping in mind these, these things that we talked about. But really, when you step back from that, um, if, if we're just about price, as far as how we position ourselves in the marketplace, we, we're, we're missing the boat. Absolutely. We, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think just to rewind just a second about, because I want to, before we get too far away from it, some metrics I've been looking at to understand if businesses are, um, are losing ground or not is looking at gross profit per unit mm-hmm. and changes in quantity sold. Because we could easily have a situation where a business revenue is increasing, but they're selling fewer units, right? So let, let's say um, let's say you're selling fewer units, but because your revenue is increasing, if all you're looking at is just revenue increases, and I know your example, you took it all the way to the bottom line, which you need to do, but a lot of people are only at the top line. They're looking, especially right. some smaller businesses. And say, I grew... 10% last year, right? My business grew 10%. And actually, if you think about, if you think inflation was 8%, that means you only grew 2% last year. Right. And if you think the real number of inflation is actually 15%, then you didn't, you, you actually didn't shrank 5% you shrank last year, right. right? So by looking at quantities sold as well, in conjunction with this, it's one more input into our understanding of how business is doing to say, Right. Wait a second. Revenue up 10%, quantity sold down 5%. This is a business. And that's one one of the insidious effects of inflation is that it makes – like financial analysis is hard enough <laughs> when everything's stable. Right. But now, you every time you open up your financial statements, you're looking at a different world, right? And so now, right. it's it, you can be really confused. And I, the mainstream media gets confused, I think. I mean, very accomplished financial analysis analysts get confused as well. Say they're growing, right. but you have to make sure you look at the uh, the real what we call the real in growth, not just the nominal right. growth. The nominal growth is just the number, the change in the number. Well, and I think what you're speaking to is kind of the the devil's in the detail that there there are some other things that you can start to learn about um, what's happening um, with your customers and the mindset of the customers. When you start peeling back the onion more, like you're talking about and getting into a per unit basis, might also be. What, what are the mix of the units? Because, you know, in order to, to get that revenue increase, what you may be observing is that, you know, what happened is our units went down, but our higher dollar units right. um, either stayed the same or went 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 up, so it could be but, our, but our lower units went down. Or it could be the opposite. You know, we're selling a lot more of the cheaper stuff. Well, that's going to, you know, yeah. impact our margin. And that should also say something about well, what's happening in the minds of our consumers. They're Absolutely. looking for, you know, are they looking for the high quality stuff? Are they looking for the low quality stuff? You know, what, what is my customer base thinking? Yes. So you're, you're really starting to get more into the mindset of your consumers and what's, what's impacting them so that you can more effectively respond and, and, and plan, if you will, right. for how this is going to impact your business. I love it. You're, you're bringing some great clarity to what I said, because I think if we had stopped with what I had said, you, people might come to the conclusion, well, hey, if, if quantity sold is going down, it must be the end of my business, right? It's terrible. It might be, but it might not. No. Right? It's like you said, peel back one more layer. Yeah. Well, let's see what's going on. Because really, if, if all my consumers are suddenly buying fewer items at higher gross profit, wow, I can make the same or more money with by selling fewer items? This is a good thing. Well, and it, it may also then come back to helping you define what is your real value proposition. Right. Why are people really buying Why from you? Are they, you? Buying, are they buying, buying for you because you're, you're like everybody else? Or are they buying for you because, you know what? These guys have the best quality products and services available in the marketplace, and I'm willing to stick with them. Uh, you know, in times right. when everybody else is going commodity. 
Right, exactly. And I think maybe to, to start to move to a conclusion here, I think you you just kicked it off perfectly. A few episodes ago, we did an episode on strategy. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if we used this term in the episode or not, but, you know, it's commodity hell. <laughs> yeah. Right? And again, when prices are stable, being in commodity hell is hell. It's, it's not, you don't want to be there, right? Because you're, you're constantly fighting in a red ocean for pennies with your competitors because your customer can't perceive any difference between you and the next person. Right. When prices are moving rapidly like they are today, in my mind, it's even more it's important. It's even worse, yeah, yeah. Right? You have got to get out of that space. And I think, I hope that's maybe the number one takeaway. Like, we can't tell people listening to this, here's how much longer inflation is going to go and here how, here's how bad it's going to get. I can give you some opinions. I might be right. I might be wrong. But what I can tell you is no matter what you happens. You were right 13 months I, ago. I, I do have one. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> you got an N of one for sure. Yeah. So good track record so far, but uh, I, and I hope it keeps going. But, but I can tell you no matter what happens going into the future, whether inflation all calms down tomorrow or it's three more years of this, you got to get your business out of that commodity space. You have to really take a re-listen to our strategy episode and put that in place in your business. Your customers have to understand the amazing, compelling value that you offer that your competitors don't and be okay with paying for it because they're so much better off. So that if your prices go up 10, 20% even, your customers aren't falling apart, you know, searching for 10 other alternatives because they say, wow, this company is creating such value for me that if I pay 10 or 20% more, it's still well worth it's it. It's still worth it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, awesome. All right. So with that, um, off to work. <laughs> and um, I hope, hope folks found this very valuable. And we look forward to next time. All right. Great. Great.